We are back from our holiday hiatus with this week's edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. We've been away for about three weeks, but we are back, and we are better than well, some of us. No, are. no, I'm, I'm not going to say that. We might be better than better than some. Yeah, I, maybe I, better than some. I don't. Know, I don't maybe, know. Not. I don't know anything about English. I don't either. Um, so I'm Chip Souza, the host of the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm joined today by Ricky Fires, Paul Boyd, and Leland Barclay, and we're going to be wall to wall basketball. May have some special news for you later in the podcast, and if we do, we'll be bringing it to you. But right now. We're going to talk about some 6A West basketball. And, Paul Boyd, we're going to start on the girls' side where you saw a pretty good game last night. Pretty good. I tell you what, two hard fought. Both teams fought really hard, played hard. Two good teams. And, uh, Ricky, uh, you were over last night. Where you were at the Fayetteville game. Is that correct? No, I was at Rogers Roger, Heritage. Rogers Heritage. Okay, Fayetteville tell me about what? your game last night. Okay, uh, man, I'm just so proud to be there for this um, Tucker Anderson needed six points to surpass uh, 1,000 points for his career. A great career he's had up there, uh, 6'8", committed UCA. I was wondering, I said, man, he'll probably get that in the first quarter, won't he, with six points? He got it in 90 seconds. There you go. 90 seconds. Uh, it was kind of unusual because I saw people looking around because they were in a huddle during the timeout, and, and Coach Greg White told him, uh, let all his teammates uh, know that their teammate had just reached a thousand points. They was all clapping. Somebody said, "Well, they ain't won the game yet. What are they doing over there?" But they were just announcing to the teammates that he'd uh, surpassed a thousand points. He kept scoring, kept scoring. He carried that team. That was my first look at Bentonville West. I really wanted to see him because they're ranked number four Correct. overall. Correct. I think. I said, "Man, about this team." And Anderson is a fantastic player. Now, again, I'm just going by one. I've only seen him once, and he dominated. He scored 10 of the 10 straight points, 12 of 15, and then almost all of them in the second half. You know, when you start playing Jonesboro and some other school in the Little Rock area, you're going to have to add more than that. I'm assuming they do have a lot more than that. they got a real big uh, center, Jeff Cote underneath. I really like him. But they're going to have some other guys that need to – uh, contribute if they really make a deep run in postseason. If I'm not mistaken, Jeff Coat was also a football player. Yeah, oh, he a looks big, like a it. big lineman. Yeah. I mean, he can uh, wipe people out down there. So Anderson, six eight, is a six eight uh, senior. He's got good inside game, good outside game. Yes, um, he's he's the kind of he's a, he's the kind of player. Now, Paul, his mom. I don't know if you remember this or not, but his mom was an All Conference player at Tennessee. Under Pat Summit, I oh. do, I do remember. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, she's been. They've been in Northwest Arkansas for a little while. She was for a little while the uh, women's basketball coach at Lifeway Christian Lifeway. in Centerton. Um, but that's his mom. I believe it's Sheila Anderson is his mom. Um, and so he's got pretty good bloodlines there. And uh, so he's a heck of a player. I know Greg White has has really you know talked about it, talked him up yeah. a lot, uh, deservedly so. Yeah. And what a great milestone for him last night to go over the 1,000 career point mark. Um, and Bentonville West is undefeated in the 6A West, correct? Uh, 16-1, and 5-0. And it tickles me. He's going to stay in state. He's going to stay with um, uh, UCA. I love to see these kids. You know, if, if they're not offered by Arkansas, Arkansas State, that they find some place here in Arkansas. And he's, uh, Colin Cooper from Fayetteville is down there at UCA. Yes. So maybe they get to play together. So I like to see the in-state kids, uh, a D1 offer. So 
uh, good luck to him for the rest of the year. Now, Paul, give me a little bit uh, more insight into your game that you were at last night. Uh, just, just really, really top-notch as far as two teams getting after one another. Who were these two teams? Let's see. <laughs> Good question. Good question. <laughs> where did you go? Where was Paul well, at where, last where night? Was where was I? Yeah. Where was I last night? Were you at Harbor Springdale? No. No. You were at Fayetteville? Yes. Fayetteville and Bentonville. Bentonville, yes. Now, I know the girls' game, was uh, Bentonville girls won that one, but the boys' game went down to the wire. Yes, it did. Yes. Uh, Bentonville won that one, I believe, 55-51 or 55-50, I think. Or uh, something like that. So it was a close game. Um, we've talked about this kind of all year long. Um, and, and I know Bentonville West boys are 6-0, and and, and and that's great. Uh, but they, yeah. they've won several close games. Yes. Um, and, you know, every every game in the 6A West, particularly on the boys, not so much on the girls' side because north, north side just seems just to notch yeah. ahead of yeah. everybody else. Uh, but on the boys' side, every game it seems like has been a, just kind of a, in, in the words of a country, country terminology, a knockdown dragout. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> How about old Barn Burner? Isn't that a country? That'd be a good yeah, one too. it is. That'd be a good one, too. Yeah, it is. Um, but anyway, really, really close games. Uh, last night, Springdale and Harbor, of course, met. It's always, you know, when rivals play, and of course, you know, like I said, every, you know, in the, in the conference, the, in the boys' conference, it's pretty balanced. Uh, but on, in the boys' game last night, Springdale trailed Harbor until late in the game, and Cortland Muldrew kind of took over the game. He had a, a, a big slam dunk. Um, you know, there to I believe it tied the game, and then he hit another, a big three pointer that gave Springdale a big win. So they knocked off Harbor last night in a game of cross uh, cross city rivals. But what made this game noteworthy was this might be the last time that these two teams play in the old Bulldog Gym. There, you know, Springdale's building a brand new arena over there. Everybody's got their fingers crossed that it'll be finished. Um, in time, and it, for them to start playing there next, next January. Yeah. Now that's that's the hope is that it's going to mm-hmm. be done. Now Leland, you know this as well as I do. Northside had that hope that they were going to be done with it, and their construction kind of got delayed, and seats got delayed. Of course, I understand it was also in the middle of COVID when we were having trouble getting shipment uh, yes. shipments in, things like that. So I don't think that'll be an issue. So fingers crossed, Springdale and Harbor when they play again at on the campus of Springdale High School the game will be played in their new arena. So that Coach Hunsucker great. guaranteed me that uh, by next January that they would be in the new gymnasium. Is she uh, putting the seats in and, and all that? or <laughs> uh, She may have solved this uh, this um, worldwide supply chain issue. Okay. Maybe that we've she, been she, she's taking care of it. That's why, that's why I'm able to get eggs at $8 a dozen now. It's because, <laughs> of, because Coach Heather Hunsucker made that happen. Hey, where is the new gym going to be built in relationship to the current old gym? So, Rick, if you remember, um, Springdale had an old gym uh, that's kind of tucked back behind Gerald Williams Bulldog Stadium, oh, a little yeah. area back in that. And, Ricky, I don't know if it's east, west, north, or south, because I don't on, know directions like that. It's on the east side. I know country directions. You go down there, to <laughs> Billy Bob's got yeah. this. Junior's got this car yeah. up on blocks. You turn, you turn left there yeah. and go down to the corner. There's a big oak tree down there. Yeah, don't turn it. there. Go to the next one down with the country. Yeah. That's the directions. I and know. you can't get there from here. And you can't get there from here. But um, any, oh, yeah, because I mean, we did um, our Northwest Arkansas All-Area team there one time. We did, yeah. We brought them in that old gym right yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be back in there. And uh, I think Ooh. I saw uh, one of the school board members of Springdale had a, had a couple of photos on Facebook earlier this week where they were had the steel, had the steel up, um, you know, for the, 
to see the framework yep. and all that. Progress so they're making, being made. Then. Yeah, well, but we've had good weather so yes. far. We, yeah. you know, we haven't yes. had bad weather, and, and uh, you know, the spring will tell the tale uh, on how much rain and stuff yes. we get, and that could, you know, that could cause, you know, some delays or whatever. But hopefully everything's on target. Leland said he talked to Heather Hunsucker, and she guarantees that in January it'll be ready. So I'm holding her to that, Leland. Absolutely. You know, I was trying to find out when I was up there for the uh, Springdale Southside game uh, how old the current gymnasium is. And 70s, maybe? Built in the 70s? I think it's it probably goes back bef- before that. Wow. Okay. okay. I, I think. Now, I, I don't know, but now, I think it probably goes back. It's probably um, close to 60 years old. Wow. Hey, Leland, um, just while you guys are talking this right here, uh, you've been to the new Huntsville gym. Now, you don't know uh, want to yes. talk about that. Yes. But what is the oldest gym they're still playing in? That old Huntsville gym was about the oldest. Is there another gym around here where they're still playing? And say, oh, I remember Mulberry used to have an old – they still play in that old gym? Yes, yeah. they do. And Mountainburg renovated their old rock gym. Um, but it's it's – I'd say it's probably 75% of the old rock gym, which was a WPA wow. Yes. Uh, wow. project gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's one older in the state, and I know they don't even have a high school anymore, but you remember you know, a few, several years ago uh, a story on Whit Springs? Okay, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the old gymnasium that was one of those, one of the last ones in this state that the um, from sideline to sideline – um, wasn't big enough for the three-point strike. Wow, <laughs> wow. I, I, you know, I, now I don't know if the old gym at Winslow is still playable or not. It may be. I believe Winslow, they are part of the West Fork School District. Is that right? I believe that. that yeah. right. Or maybe Greenland. 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 Um, and back when they were doing the force consolidation and everything, and they shut the school there in Winslow down, but they their gym uh, had seats just on one side, yeah, and the floor was a rubber was a rubbery kind of a floor, yeah. Um, and so I don't know if that that gym is maybe maybe elementary kids using maybe it, maybe using community. It. I don't I don't know. Uh, but so anyway, they put the rubber floor in there. Yeah, they had a rubber floor in there. Wow, because um, you know Tucker Coliseum had that rubber floor because that was going to be the that was going to be the knee saver of the future. Yes, yeah, that when was that the came thing. Out. Yes, didn't yes. work out there. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw the other day on Facebook, and I don't remember who who had the photos or, or who it was that posted it. Uh, it might have been a photographer, and I'm friends on Facebook with several photographers around the state. But it was uh, photos were taken at the uh, Wonderview. Yeah, Jim. They're the they're the what are the, what's their yep. mascot? The the Daredevils or something like yes. that? Or yes, yes, they are the Daredevils. Yeah, it was a That's pitchfork right. or something. Anyway, I noticed that their seating was still the old wooden permanent seating, not the kind of bleachers that you push back and fold up. The permanent wooden wooden with the, you know, the seats are like, you know, 36 inches deep or something, you know, you could uh, set two people on each seat, you know. Now, who's Wonderview again? I don't know. I'm not sure where it is. It's down around Moralton. I covered a regional tournament in Wonderview back in the 80s, and it's, I guess it's the same gym. Okay. Well, it's it's really you know really historic looking you know yeah. gym with you know that kind of seating and everything, and I love those. And Leland, you I know I know we've talked about this in the past. Uh, you know, Leland has spent most of his more, if not all of his career in you know Van Buren Alma area, and um, when when you started seeing these arenas come in, and I guess Greenwood was the first. 
to build an arena that I'm aware of. Uh, they, yeah. they were the first to build the arena st- style on the high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I worked at the Times Record, Ricky and Fort Smith, and we would go over to Van Buren to watch them play. And I always loved going to that old gym, that Claire Bates gym, yep. where the Van Buren students sat literally right on the sideline. I mean, I don't think you could have inbounded the ball there if you wanted to. They'd have to part the red, <laughs> the green sea over there for, for you to inbound the ball there. But when they went to these arenas, I think they lost a lot of that atmosphere. Oh, I do too. I, I, you know, I remember the old Barnhill Arena. You know, I, I think the Razorbacks lost something when they went to the new yeah. one. But I yeah. know bigger and Money, better yeah, and all yeah. that. All that, but, yeah. And let, let me yeah. throw this out there. I'm like you guys. I love the comfortable and the, but in the old gym, I remember the fans would be right there on top. Yes. Of it, and I'll never forget a referee, an official, was trying to run down court. And a lady wanders out with her popcorn and Dr. Pepper, and they smash each other. <laughs> and you got Dr. Pepper going one way, popcorn the other way. The old lady in the bloomers <laughs> falls backwards. <laughs> the referee, they had to stop playing, clean everything up. So I uh, hope he bought her a new bag of popcorn. Uh, he he should have. But yeah. the, it's got its good points and bad points. And I really like the new gym. But I, my heart, uh, I always liked the Huntsville gym. Yes. But I, 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 how about the new Huntsville? Well, I, uh, and I was over there, Ricky, and and so I got a chance to talk with one of my guys, Jim, Jim Stafford, got oh, to staff uh, the other night, and uh, and he was up there holding court in the hospitality. And by the way, Ricky, that hospitality room is pretty nice. Oh, okay. uh, but anyway, uh, it, it's you can get your food, walk through this little glass door, and sit outside the hospitality room like a luxury suite. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And so they got a row of chairs out there just outside the hospitality room where you can sit out there and watch the game and go back in, get you another little donut or whatever, something. come back out. Yeah, yeah, well, that won't yeah. work for me because I had to fall asleep and I missed the whole first half. Yeah, I asked them if they had Wi-Fi still up there, you know, because I, I could just I could sit there. And, <laughs> hey, you yeah. say, you know, I don't want to take up a seat on press row yeah. somebody else could take. Yeah, you sure. Know? Uh, but anyway, uh, beautiful gym over there. Huntsville's done a great job with it. Is um, it right by the high school? It's it is uh, yeah, close in close proximity, um, and they have n- nice signage, Ricky. When you come into Huntsville, they have signage that points that way. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's about two blocks off of what is that uh, four twelve? Is that what what is that? I don't, whatever that road is, it cuts through from four twelve down in Huntsville. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a it's great. Uh, but I did talk to Stafford, and I said, Staff, I guess you know you retired a couple of years, you know. Too early, you could have gotten to play at this. And he goes, yeah, but we won a few games in our old place, too. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> Both of them did. Both yeah. the girls. And so I got coach. me some Charles Berry time, and I got me some Jim Stafford time. There and like go. I posted on Twitter or on Facebook, Ricky, I don't know how your day yeah, was last Friday, but it don't compare to my day that yeah, I had. Yeah, Friday back home and catfish day, and you, you beat that. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Leland, let's talk a little River Valley basketball. I saw the Northside girls last night. They went to 4-0 in the conference, and Karis Washington – what a season she is having for the Lady Bears. She is probably, you know, everybody knew that Ariana Gooden was going to be good. Right. And that she was going to carry the team. Um, I think Karis Washington, and she's a senior, and she came off the bench last year, played quite a bit, um, probably the probably the sixth player. Uh, but uh, she has been the surprise of the season in this whole entire area, I think, and and, a, and certainly a big key to Northside, uh, you know, getting off to a four zero start. I know, you know, um, Rick made her the uh, 
the player of the week this week or last week for going three and zero in the three games. Well, to back that up last night, she had 17 points yep. and 12 rebounds. A double double. And I thought the the comment that he made to Harold McIlvain, who covered the game for us, that, that he made is that she is a double double waiting to happen. She is. She is <laughs> and having an incredible season. Uh, also, a little promo, a little shameless plug here. Uh, Al Gaspany uh, will have a feature story on Karis Washington in Sunday's River Valley Democrat Gazette. Uh, so listeners of the podcast down in the River Valley who get the River Valley Democrat Gazette will want to make sure to get a copy of that because he will have a nice story on her. Perfect time. Now, what else, Leland's going on down in the River Valley? I know we got more than just Northside girls. What else is happening down there? Well, in the 5A West, you know, 5A West, actually probably 5A all across the board, it was one of the last conferences in the state or the last classifications to start conference play. They just started conference play last Friday. But it's kind of neat in this area because Tuesday is going to be rivalry night for six of the seven weeks of the conference season. Last night, of course, Van Buren hosted Greenwood. Okay. Uh, Next Tuesday – uh, Van Buren host Alma. Oh, that'll the be next a good one. Tuesday. Greenwood host Alma. So it's uh, those three teams are playing on the next three Tuesday nights, and then the Tuesday night after that is Northside at Southside, and then it's back to the six or the three weeks flipping the 5A West schedule and the rivalry nights. So it's seven straight weeks of rivalry games uh, in this area. And that doesn't even include uh, County Line, which Henry got to see them last week. Yeah, uh, they're undefeated. They they uh, they won seventy seven to thirty last night, and I think they're twenty seven and zero now. The Lamar Lady Warriors are still they're fourteen and two, five and zero in their conference, and they still have not lost to an in-state opponent. They lost two Oklahoma teams in the Tournament of Champions. Right, Fort Smith, correct. So they're uh, obviously really good. And, uh, of course, Greenwood, I, I think uh, the Greenwood Lady Bulldogs, um, I mean, you know, they're um, – I, I don't I don't know what adjectives uh, that are left to describe them. They're certainly another juggernaut. Uh, they won last night another mercy rule. Uh, they were held to – held to 15 points in the first quarter by Van Buren and didn't score – uh, for almost the first three minutes of the game, which is, you know, that's kind of a minor miracle and, a, and, a, and an achievement for Van Buren. But then the third quarter, they outscored Van Buren 24 to nothing. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Anna Trusty, uh, they've, they've kind of got uh, twin towers with the six-footers, Maddie Cartwright and Anna Trusty. Anna Trusty, two weeks ago in the Pink and White Lady Classic Tournament in Springfield, Missouri, she went over the thousand point plateau in her career and she's a junior. Well, last February, Maddie Cartwright went over a thousand points in her career. So they now have two thousand point scores on the same floor. Leland, I got a chance to see Greenwood play in the uh, Northwest Arkansas classic that they held at Bentonville uh, back in November. Now Leland, her, the, the player's name escapes me. You you will probably know who this is. But Greenwood had a freshman on their team who I believe started and was a heck is a heck of a player for them as well. Yeah, they've they've spread the wealth out. They I mean it's not um it is not just a one man show or a no. two man show. Uh Brooklyn Woolsey 
is another high score. Carly Sexton is the one that hit that big three-point shot in the semifinals last week. I think probably the freshman you're talking about is either Izzy Smith that came off the bench or Kyla Piercy. I think they're both freshmen. One of them might be a sophomore. But uh, they come off the bench. And then there's Ella Williams, who comes off the bench, too, who played quite a bit last year. So they're eight deep um, at the very least. And there's not much of a drop-off. And then uh, Adriana Russin uh, is, a, is a rebounder inside. So they've, they have all the ingredients. And I don't – I mean, there may not be anybody even come close to them until the semifinals. Now, speaking of not come close to, Ricky, we're going to talk a little of Farmington, boys and girls both. Wow. Uh, they are both uh, dominating the 4A1 conference. And, and uh, uh, the boys, uh, Farmington boys are undefeated. Uh, yeah, I think they're yeah, 20 and 0 now. And uh, they won uh, Tuesday night against Shiloh Christian uh, by about 60. Yeah, ninety six twenty nine. I think yeah. is what I think. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not no math major, but that's, that, that's a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah. they so they're rolling along. Uh, what has been tremendous for Farmington, in addition to Johnny Taylor being a really really good coach and his son Lane Taylor, really Taylor being player. a very very good player, um, is the emergence of Caleb Blakely and Josh Blakely. These are twins, uh, twin brothers. Caleb Blakely was a big contributor to last year's team, but he was playing a little bit out of position. Uh, they had him playing down low because he was their best rebounder at 6'2". So they worked a deal with his brother. Caleb and Josh got together and worked out a deal because Josh was a track guy. He's yeah. ball, He's a high jumper. Nice. Yes. That a very good one. Nice. <laughs> it kind of yes. comes in handy in basketball, doesn't it? Yes. So, so Caleb convinced Josh to come out and play because mm-hmm. they needed – Another rebounder yes. inside so that Caleb could play his more natural position, which is kind of a wing slasher, you know, kind of kind of a player, a little mid-range game, that kind of thing. So that's made a big difference for Farmington. Yeah, and to um, kind of uh, pinpoint what we're talking about, last year one of my favorite players was Carbonall. Yeah. Remember him? Yes. And he played forward, but he was only maybe six foot and if six that. one. If that. And he was scrappy, and I loved yes. his game. But, man – now to have Josh in there, who's yeah. six four, six five, and can he, jump, oh and can gosh. jump, huge yeah. difference. Yeah. So that's that's given Farmington a nice little boost that they didn't have last year, giving them a true uh, rim protector, inside a, presence. Yeah, and a, and a defender and a, and a rebounder down there that's allowed them to more utilize what Caleb can do, which is run the floor, mid range shots, take it to the rack, you know, that kind of thing. So it's it's made a big difference for Farmington. Now everybody can't just focus their attention on Lane Taylor. He gonna get a lot of attention. Yeah. But if you think he's the only guy, one of these Blakely's gonna light you up. You know what? I think Lane has uh, he can score about any time, but I think he's really meant, meant, meant his attitude said, man, I gotta get more people involved. He has. I've seen I've seen it during well, that Ricky, he's he's like having a coach on the floor. Yeah. You know, I he mean, is. That's, that's what he is. Uh, he 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 absolutely is. And it's funny when you interview him, him and after a game, it's like you've talked to his dad, and yeah. not you know not to, not to a high school kid, you know. And he you know he 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 he's talking sometimes in terminology that you're like, okay, explain to me what you just said. What 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 does that mean? I didn't do this or what, <laughs> you know, whatever. Tell me and tell me in terms I can understand. Well, yeah, you know? let's get more yeah. common, please. Yeah, I'm a, a little simple guy here. I, I don't need. 
to verify that, by the way. No. I'm, I'm good. No, no. Uh, so the Farmington boys undefeated uh, in conference play. Farmington girls undefeated in conference play. What, are they 19 and 2, 19 and 1? Yeah, 19 and 1, something like that. Jenna Lawrence, uh, of course, who was signed with the University of Arkansas. Uh, to no one's surprise, having a great season for them. Um, and they, uh, Ricky, I do not see anybody uh, standing in their way. Now, Paul, there's a lot of conversation about Blyville being the team to beat in 4A, and they're going to they're gonna be good. Boys. They're good boys. Yes, yes. they're very good. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, Farmington's going to be a tough out. Whoever they play, they're going to be a tough out. Uh, Blyville, I tell you what, they they do a good job over there, and I know he they are loaded as well. Got good athletes, Yes. and they'll get up and down the floor. I tell you what. When those two teams hook up, uh, that'll be fun. That'll be a good one. Um, so uh, the Arkansas Activity Association is voting today, uh, Leland, on uh, awarding uh, the state tournaments and regional tournaments coming up. Um, I know that there are there was the possibility going into today, and we don't know how this is all going to pan out. We were hopeful that Rogers was going to get the, the weekend of champions. By the way, they did not. Uh, Conway got awarded the weekend of champions, oh, which means man. all of the state championship games in the spring in the spring sports, which is softball, soccer, tra- uh, not track, softball, soccer, and baseball, will be played in Conway. Uh, we were hopeful Rogers was going to get it, but they didn't. But they're also awarding uh, state and regional um, uh, tournaments uh, today, and uh, there's for basketball a, for basketball okay. and, and that kind of thing. Uh, also for the spring sports, baseball, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, there, there was a possibility that five of the six classification of state basketball tournaments were going to be played in our 12-county coverage area. Now, we don't know uh, the voting's going on as we speak today. Gotcha. We know for certain that Rogers is going to host the 6A state basketball tournament. We, we know that because uh, it's on a rotating basis uh, between uh, the Northwest and the Central, yes. and, uh, and they, they have this gentleman's agreement or whatever of a, the rotation. Um, and so Rogers is going to host that at their – Still new to me, yeah. Uh, arena, I mean, it's, it's a nice yeah. place. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, so they're going to get that, and then we will find out how the rest of the classifications fare in their bids. Uh, Greenwood was going to, was hoping to host the five A state tournament. Uh, Farmington hoping to host the four A state tournament. Lamar hopeful of getting the three A state tournament, and County Line hopeful of getting the one A state tournament. So we'll see how that all shakes out um, and where they'll go from there. And again, that voting is is being handled as we speak um, down in Little Rock. So we got that going on. Now, uh, Paul, I know you, you've been following wrestling a little bit. If you want to give us a little wrestling tidbit about well, what's going on well, there. Well, I'll tell you what, they're, they're, the, the men, the guys and the gals have really gotten, and, you know, it, the, the season is definitely in full swing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely in full swing. So um, the state wrestling tournament will be held in Little Rock in February down at, at UALR yes. um, at the Jack Stevens Center. Correct. Um, as it will, as it is every year, uh, Paul, I believe the 24th and 25th of February, I that think. Sound, something that like sounds that, correct. Right yes. in there. Yes. Um, also, Ricky, uh, the state swim and dive meet will also be held at Little Rock. The same week, right in the same time, same yes, time sir. frame. Um, so that'll be going on down there. So those those seasons are also moving in. Uh, Leland, how about bowling? Got some bowling going on too. The conference bowling tournaments are in two weeks, I think. There you go. So there you go. That's uh, that's that's coming up as well. So so winter sports are uh, are hitting their. Uh, I shouldn't say this, Ricky. They're hitting their stride. You know, we're going to have some snow. 
<laughs> we know things are going to be delayed. Yep. Uh, we're just, you know, we're trying to, it, it, you know, when is that shoe going to drop? Now, this is Wednesday, January the, what, the 11th today, 11th. right? Yeah. Uh, it's like 70 degrees outside. Yes. Um, and so, uh, you know, I know to everybody it might feel like spring, and you might be ready to start planting your onions mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. But let me tell you, winter is not done yet, no, and no. Uh, it's going to come back with a vengeance, so you can just be ready for that. We'll have to deal with it. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. you remember that Arctic blast we got about three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, right that was the Christmas. brutal. Yeah, during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. So Mother yeah. Nature's not done with us no, yet. No, and she can be – sometimes you get her off her meds. Oh, she, she can, can be, be a little, yeah, it'd be hard to deal with. She can be wonderful and she can be brutal too. Yeah, that's just like correct. a regular woman. So that's about it for this. Again, we've been out for three mm-hmm. weeks. We're back, kind of shaking the rust off a little bit and uh, getting ready uh, to uh, you know hit right in the heart of this basketball season, right in the heart of conference and uh, of uh, wrestling season that, and all the sports going on. Also, something our you know listeners may not know this, but because and Leland, you can jump in on this if you want to. Uh, because of the weird nine-team alignment for these upcoming spring sports, just like for basketball right now, Paul, but for these nine-team alignments in the 6A West, because Northside now up in the in the West, with like they like they should be. Yes, that means that the spring sports are going to start earlier yes. than they have in the past by what Leland by a week? Is that right? Oh, at least a week because a week. it actually builds in an, an additional week because, you know, somebody gets a buy or a by an open date, an idle week, too. So, yeah, to start much, much sooner because in the past, generally uh, for baseball and softball, they might play one conference game. Then they would spend their spring break yeah. uh, going to Arizona or yep. Florida, or Florida or, wherever. Yeah. Well, now they're having to start even earlier. Yeah, I believe Leland. If I if I've looked at the schedule correctly, I believe our first baseball softball games are in about a month and a half. I think yeah, it's around and, uh, 20, 25th of February, something like that. Well, and Rick knows about from covering Razorback baseball like he used to a lot. He knows about how February baseball can be. Yeah, I was down covering Razorback baseball. I was in Mobile, Alabama. On Groundhog Day, February second, and they had the Mardi Gras. So after okay. the game, I went. First played. of all, nobody needs to be playing baseball on February the second. Okay, yeah, that's but no, now here's there Agreed. one year yeah. I can't remember. It might have been seven, eight, twelve years ago. But wow. I was down there, and I noticed when the streets of Mobile, I was what's going on down there, and they had their own Mardi Gras. So okay. I got to. I've never been rich enough to go to New Orleans and spend you know Bourbon Street for a week. But I spent one good night in Mobile, there Alabama with the there Mardi Gras. There you go. Is Party Gras. The, is that yeah. the poor man's Mardi Gras? Yes, it party, is. Let's call it Party Gras there is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we got that going on. And uh, baseball, softball will be here. Track, all the spring sports will be here before we know it. Long before it ever gets to spring, we're going to have spring sports. Yes. Uh, so we have that going on. And uh, so we're going to keep you up to date as always, every week. And now, we won't get any time off again, boys. I gave you your time off during the yeah, holidays. You got I, you about three I weeks. I I took Ricky came back with a pretty new haircut. Got his, yes, he got did. His, got his curls all, all yeah. done. And, and about 40 more pounds. I think he colors his hair a little bit. A little flowing bit. locks. What do you think? Yeah, I think he colors it a little bit. Nah, I'm kind of natural right okay, there. Okay, all right. Whatever you say. Uh, so, anyway, uh, got, we'll, have, we'll be back every week now until May. Uh, bringing you the latest and the greatest, and I would say all the knowledge, but Ricky's part of the show, so we'll bring you a little bit of knowledge. And, and everything we talk about is in our paper. I'm, I, it I, is. I still look at it online or get it 
uh, when I'm in town, get it the, the print edition, and it's just packed full. Absolutely. Every day. Every day. It's the best sports section Good in America. Stuff. Don't Good believe stuff. me? Ask me. I'll tell you and about Chuck it. And Chuck Barrett. Uh, hey, nobody's got, it. nobody's got to ask me. I'll That's right. You. That's right. So that will wrap up this post-holiday edition of the Prep Rally Podcast, and we'll be back with you next week. Same bat time. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.